This episode is sponsored by Epic. Epic has a huge library of more than 35,000 high-quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more for children 12 and under. Epic is perfect for homeschooling, learning, and curriculum with thousands of books on every subject and topic. Plus, kids can reinforce their learning through quizzes and additional recommended content. And we have found that it's really great for lazy unit studies, right? So much fun. So many rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) They just pick a topic and there's always a book (laughs) Um, and usually several to choose from and they can learn all about whatever they're interested in at the moment. And it's like right there at their fingertips, which is so handy. You don't even have to go to the library. It's one of those resources that you feel no guilt about your children using because there's no apps or in-app purchases. It's kid-friendly and it's safe. And it's so it's screen time that's actually good for your kids. And millions of children around the world are using Epic, which I think is so great because we hear from overseas families all the time looking for resources um, because they are English speakers and they're looking for um, language English resources in the place where they are that where they don't have to bring you know hundreds of books with them in their suitcases and try to track them down in a country where English isn't the main language. So um, that's really helpful. It's also too. really great if you're in a rural setting and you don't have a huge library because it definitely with thirty five thousand titles, that's a lot. Definitely <laughs> a lot of kids' books. Yes, um, you were talking about um, why Epic is so safe, and there's a lot of parent features, um, including you can track your child's progress, which is with a digital reading log. Parents can create personalized collections for their children through their parent dashboard. Parents can create up to four customizable child profiles per account, um, and they have like books that your kids are actually wanting to read. <laughs> so many good ones, like A Wrinkle in Time, Where the Wild Things Are, National Geographic, Good Night Moon. They have The Chronicles of Narnia and The Velveteen Rabbit. And Curious George. Oh, I love Curious George. We love George here. So Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months absolutely free. So just use promo code SISTERS when you sign up for Epic at getepic.com and you'll get your first two months totally free. That's getepic.com and use promo code SISTERS for two months free. Hi there and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I could not be happier. My baked potato coat is home. <gasps> no! <laughs> I put it on That's Instagram. Suspenseful story. It was very suspenseful. They couldn't find it. They there were many phone calls. Then they switched to text messages, and then ultimately I had to fill out this entire form where I had to describe it. And I felt like I had like lost my lovey at, you know, a theme park or something. But we needed like a hashtag. There were a lot of people bring, that bring were wondering because <laughs> I I wrote on Instagram about my big potato coat, and they're like, "Why are you calling it a big potato coat?" <laughs> But loyal listeners know it's because it's got a silver lining and it insulates you like a warm baked potato. Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, what else could it mean? (laughs) 
So I'm happy. It just makes sense to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure it even makes sense. Um, I was just I, impressed I with how, how it folds up so easily that it was in that small envelope. I, I mean, know. that's that is more power to the baked potato coat because you couldn't get any of my jackets in that envelope. <laughs> I feel like I need to send that to Columbia and be like, here's your new advertisement for why people need to buy this coat. Mm-hmm. And have I talked about on here that it's like the number one coat for women on Amazon or something that it was like back in the winter? And I, I don't think that's just because I tell everyone about it. I think probably <laughs> there's a few... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh my coat. I'm so glad it's home. As recommended by Kara Anderson. Certainly. That's the only reason that it's, no, it's just, it's an awesome coat. It's very, it's, it's a flattering cut. It's thin. It folds up small. Makes you feel like a little warm baked potato. <laughs> Comes in like 30 colors. I'm I've glad had it. Home. This is my third winter with it. It looks brand new. And it was the worst winter yet. Right. Which and is it the other survived. Thing. It's a survivor. I'm happy because I'm not going to need my big potato coat much longer. No, we're in the home stretch here. Is spring springing where you are? Does it feel it's like spring? Po- you know, it 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 smells different, and the sun feels stronger, and it's going to be a little warmer this week. Um, they keep telling us it's going to be really warm and sunny, and then it's just raining and oh. a little bit chill. But but I have hopes. Okay. Spring. What is it? April showers. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> April showers bring me flowers. It was 53 today. That's pretty good. That is good. I mean, the it's thing supposed is... supposed to be 65 on Saturday for us. Ooh. Do you have big plans? Just to be outside. I Just think we're running around I, outside. Yeah, I don't day. even know, but I'm sure mud will be involved because that's, that's always a sure sign that spring is happening in New England is looking at my sinks. <laughs> <laughs> And the amount of mud. <laughs> the amount of like dirt left in the tub at the end of the day. Yeah, sediment yeah. in the tub. But no, but the sink, I'm like, it can't. And the towels, <laughs> they, were, they were not clean. <laughs> <laughs> fail. Hand wash fail. <laughs> Is that, I feel like I just saw it attributed to Margaret Atwood, but I've never seen it before. Like at the end of the day, your feet you should, should be muddy. Like dirt. Is that Margaret Atwood though? Hers is at the end of the day. You sh- in spring, you should smell like dirt. Okay, like that. Okay. Do you mean the eyes sparkling one? I don't know who. Yeah, there's another one. Oh, that's maybe that's why I'm confused. And also because Margaret Atwood wrote The Handmaid's Tale, which is not exactly an inspirational spring tale of no. hope. No, but it's a really good book. <laughs> and it's a really good show. Oh my gosh! Are you caught up on The Handmaid's Tale? I think I have a couple left. Okay. I I forget what happened there. My husband was away, and I signed up for Hulu on the sneak. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched a lot, and then he came home. <laughs> well, and that'll work. something I can watch with the kids around. No. No. And then he's home. <laughs> you're like, you're ruining it. Okay, this, I'll ask you. Do you remember when she hears the voice on the radio? No. Okay. Because that would be, that would mean you're caught up because it's a very important big thing where you're like, what just happened? Now I might have to like sign up again. The voice on the radio is very recognizable. Oh, really? Well, like I heard it and I was like, that's that person 
oh my goodness, what is happening? And I was freaking out a little bit. And then I was like, no, it's not. It just sounded like that person. So I had to Google it and it was that person. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to talk in code because I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, but... I might have to do this tonight. Maybe I'll say like, I take a tub. <laughs> Just take your phone in the bathroom with you. I'm in the tub. <laughs> with my earbuds. I'll and the next sit day. in an empty bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because otherwise the next day your phone this is going gonna... to... This actually sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Be in a bag of rice. <laughs> it is a Friday night. <laughs> it's a wild Friday night in the curly house. Yeah. All right. And, um, I, I think we you have... said something recently, like we should probably watch this cause I've been hearing about it a lot. And I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> I, just almost the whole thing. I just texted my husband the other day. We should watch this about a show. And he's like, I already watched the first episode. And I was like, when, when you're at work, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You don't have much of a life outside of me. You're here a lot. Gosh. We're not social people. I watched people. an insane amount of Handmaid's Tale. Like, I think almost two seasons worth in one weekend. But it's so good. It's it was so, so good, good, but then I had, like, PTSD. Well, that's the thing. I felt like we should probably tell people, like, if you're a sensitive soul, this is maybe not the show for you. So just... Oh, my gosh. I had trouble separating yeah. it from life. Like, I would... Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're coming. Right? Yeah. And when I read... um. I read the Hunger Games like back to back to back a couple mm-hmm. years ago during the summer. And I was like having nightmares about the Hunger Games. So it's one of those things. It gets in your head and it makes That's you really. What I do. Yeah. So it's. If you're a sensitive sort, you could you watch. You need to watch the whole thing in one weekend like I did. No, no, no. <laughs> you should watch Bob Ross painting. Um, <laughs> follow it up after to because erase. that's my new thing now when I'm trying it. to fall asleep at night and I can't fall asleep I just watch Bob Ross painting and there's something about his voice and his like we're just gonna add a little tree right here and then it's like a giant tree it's like the size of a yeah <laughs> we'll just add this mountain at the last minute I don't know helps me fall asleep helps me think that maybe everything's gonna be okay should oh we talk God. about the actual topic <laughs> We got way off track again. We totally did. <laughs> Somehow we ended up with Bob Ross. Okay, so our our topic today is not Bob Ross, believe it or not. No. Nope. Or The Handmaid's Tale. We're talking about rhythm and spring changes. We've kind of talked about rhythm a little bit before. We had a, an episode way, way, way back. I just looked it up. It's episode nine. And that was about, yeah, starting small with rhythm and routines. And then episode 46, we talked about scheduling and pacing, Mm -hmm. but we had a few questions recently about rhythm. So we thought we'll jump into that and chat about it a little bit because I used to think that rhythm was like you set it and forget it like a crock pot. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Right? Yeah. But what I realized after like a little while of doing this stuff is that you have to change your rhythm. Like ours, ours comes with usually the change of seasons because Mm -hmm. things just start to naturally shift and everything is going to feel a little different and look a little different. And like spring, you want to get outside more. It's more a time of like... It's so much easier to do like science projects and messy outdoor art and like anything that 
involves mess or loudness. Like it just becomes so much easier and everybody wants to get outside. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the fall when it's like 48 degrees, you're like, I don't want to go out there. It's cold. But in the spring when it's 48 degrees, it's like, yay! That's so true. Everybody's wearing shorts and driving motorcycles. Have you seen that meme? <laughs> no. It's a Venn diagram and it has um, spring on one side and fall on the other. And then in the middle, the overlap is the 65 degree day. <laughs> <laughs> and the difference, like in fall, you've got your latte and your scarf and your boots. Totally. That's totally and what it is. And in spring, you're out there barefoot. Like, woo! Yeah. My daughter, yeah, my daughter already said earlier today, she's like, I feel like it's such a beautiful day and pretty soon it's going to be like 88 and I'm going to be upset again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. I um, like the 88. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> well, 88's great if you're by the pool and you mm-hmm. can do some poolside professional development. We've got some episodes about that too. This is like a this is like a flashback episode. We're just we're, yeah, we're just going to link is. to all of our previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> <Here's my> sisters, <laughs> you might want to check out the show notes for this one. <laughs> so, one thing is that rhythm is different than having a schedule. Definitely, I do not like schedules. Have you always been like a rhythm person since you started homeschooling? I think when I first started, I had a loose schedule. I ha- I have a kid who needs to move a lot, so I knew going into it that it wasn't going to look like exactly like school, but it definitely looked more like school than we do now. There were discrete subjects, you know, that I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did I just use the wrong word? Well, that's why I was like, oh, wait, hold on. But no, I got it. I got what you meant. Distinct subjects. <laughs> Distinct subjects. Sisters were recording after three. <laughs> right. This is basically the equivalent of if we were to record at midnight. It's the same. After a certain I, time I, of day. My battery is at 7%. <laughs> falling fast. <laughs> it makes me It'll so nervous. Like coat. What's Kate saying? What does she mean? We have to plug in Kate. This is making me so nervous. I don't like it. <laughs> I've been awake for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, a distinct subject. Yes. I got the idea. I, I oh, sorry. Go ahead. Right. No, sorry. Then one year I tried a loop schedule because I liked the, the concept, but then it just disintegrated into a rhythm that shifts like, <laughs> and sometimes there's an arty day and some days there's a nature day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's always a but that's kind of what's great about rhythm is that it it allows for shifts and like everything doesn't have to be exactly the same and it gives some predictability. But I I learned about rhythm like in uh, when I was doing like all my Waldorf stuff and all my Waldorf research and that was a big thing there and it was more about the idea of like one thing flows into another and do you want to you want to think about like in simplicity parenting. Mm-hmm. Our favorite, um, you know, he talks about like, if you have a day where you're out and you're going and you're going and you're going, and then you want to think about having like a few days at home to recover, yes. like, especially if you have little tiny people or you have introverted people, um, and just having, it's like a balance. It's like looking at it with the balance of in Waldorf, they're like in breaths and out breaths. <laughs> And Maybe I need some more Waldorf in my life. And pine cones. You know what I've realized is that I want to just 
like be a four-year-old in a Waldorf classroom. That's, that's the thing. I'm not so sure I wanted to like, well, I, I wanted to, you know, embrace that and teach my kids that way. But I think what I really wanted was to just like revert back to childhood and have somebody be like, just play with these pine cones. It's going to be okay. I can so relate to that because the nature class that my kids go to and the, we started a farm school and I legit want to go. Yeah. <laughs> like I hang around a little longer than I probably should. They don't want me there, but like I want to feed the sheep and the goats and woodwork and make woven crafts. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, which now I have to say a really, really quick aside, and then I promise we can get back to podcasting, but the Tiny Chef show, oh we started following the Tiny Chef show on Instagram, because <laughs> when you said woodworking, like I sat one night and just watched this woman make a teeny, tiny salad bowl, and I like watched the video over and over for like five minutes straight. It was the most peaceful well, can I tell you something? I, I always wanted, I coveted my friend's dollhouse. Like I always wanted a dollhouse and I had, I mean like a, a real dollhouse with the teeny little pieces. Yeah. I had like a Fisher price plastic thing when I asked for a dollhouse. I was like, not what I meant. And so I would play with my friends and then she, I could still play with it. Like she outgrew it and didn't want it. She had working light switches. Yes. And so I got like a starter dollhouse for my kids hoping that they would fall in love with it so that I could just go down the rabbit hole of getting the teeny tiny pieces. And they, it's one thing that they're like, me, I know and, I want, I so badly miniature everything. And this I think might be what I do when I'm old. Oh, <laughs> totally. You know what? We should start we can be dollhouse buddies together a store, and we can just be the two old ladies that run the dollhouse store and everything can just be teeny tiny and cozy. And we can just sit there and drink tea and just, yeah, but it's so we sweet. We can create a, who go home? Totally. That's what Little we need to do. Of bread. Yep. <laughs> and I have to tell you, my daughter before this, like in our bookshelves, I'm going to take a picture of it and we can share it in the show notes. She has like one of the shelves. She just made like a little like doll room, but it's like for animals. It's so adorable. And around Christmas, she had a little teeny tiny Christmas tree in there. Oh my and then gosh. she took it down when we took down our Christmas tree. But the tiny chef show is bringing me joy. And I was showing it to my mom this morning and she was like, so why does this lady do this? And I'm like, honestly, I think it's just because she's trying to make the world a better place and she likes tiny things and it just makes me happy. So anyway. And he's like a little teeny Muppet, which is so cute. When I was little, I thought the Muppets were real and I would Sunday nights, it came on at eight o'clock and I thought I was like sitting in the theater. I had a very active imagination. Like I imagined yeah. myself there. And then one year for my birthday, my parents asked what I wanted and I said, I wanted to go to the Muppet show and they had to tell me that they weren't real. And it was the saddest my childhood. I was like, what? I feel like we should put like They're a little, real? like a little alert. Like oh. we should go back and edit and we should be like, parents, oh. if you're listening with your children. Kate just gave a spoiler. The Muppets are real. The Muppets <laughs> are real. Kate was just kidding. Of course the Muppets are real. They're of real course to they me, are. Man. Oh my goodness. Kermit but he's the Frog. like a teeny tiny Muppet. Singing Rainbow Connection. Is there anything sweeter? Oh my gosh. Not until the Tiny Chef show. So it's, it's really cute. I, I think it's at the tiny chef. 
we'll link to it in the show notes. But it's you need hilarious. to go there and you need to spend, I would say, a good three hours getting to know the tiny chef. <laughs> All at once is best. But if you need to break it up over three we're, separate nights. We're going to get complaint emails about this because it's such a rabbit hole. When you first <laughs> told me about it, I was like, oh, he's like a little teeny Muppet. And I was like, and he has teeny dollhouse things. And then I swear three hours had gone by. And he sings. <laughs> he sings little teeny tiny songs. And he has his little teeny tiny voice. And he's in love with a cat that's named Miss Penny, but he calls her Mish Penny and the whole thing. So what you need to do after listening to this episode, sisters. Did you sisters, see when he got the flu, he got sick and he had all the little yes, teeny tissues? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So what you need to do, sisters, this is what you need to do. Okay. You need to go in your bathroom. You need to go in the bathtub just with your earbuds. You need to pretend like there's water in there, but there's not. And you need to just watch the Tiny Chef show for at least three hours. And then tomorrow is a new day. Anyway. That's what you could do after handmade. Yeah, I'm sorry. We got if way you're off not track. into Bob, like a yeah, like a palate <laughs> cleanser. <laughs> back, <laughs> like how they bring you sorbet at fancy restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what were we talking about? <laughs> Rhythm. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could have him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want in life. Dear Tiny Chef. Okay. We have to send that email. I don't know what we would talk about, but it would be great. Maybe he could just send us a tiny little letter of encouragement for all the homeschool moms. Oh, and he just found his stump. Oh, my. We're going way off track. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Fast forward through that part. So, And I know exactly what you're talking about. Rhythm changes with the seasons. Like your farm school you were just talking about. You added that because it's changed with the seasons. And so that's what that's. Yeah, it, it, I think it needs to change with the seasons because if you try to do a winter rhythm in the spring, it doesn't that doesn't work. work. So it's okay to change your rhythm. If you're like, but I just finally got a routine that's working. That's how it goes though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just when you finally feel like you've really got winter under control, all of a Things sudden everything's change. nicer and now you're doing muddy towels twice a day because mm-hmm. there's mud everywhere and everything changes. <laughs> but if you can kind of roll with it, roll with the rhythm, like a follow the wave. And get excited about the change in seasons because mm-hmm. when winter was coming, I was a little bit excited mm-hmm. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Huga School. Yes. Yeah, you get excited. You get excited about snow. It's like, oh, we can build one snowman. And then you've built one snowman, and you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> and then, yeah. Let's, let me just pour another cup of tea here in front of this fire. <laughs> right. Well, and that's true, too. Like, the fire. and That was awesome. We read more in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of, like, the Melissa Wiley idea of title schooling. Yes. Pam Barnhill has an episode about that that we'll link to in the show notes. That's like there's certain times that certain things just work better. And we don't really do much science. We did a little bit of male chemistry this winter, but we don't really do a ton of science because it's easier to do those hands on kinds of things. And it's so much easier to go for a nature walk where your entire world is not covered in an inch. Of ice and that kind of thing, and oh, I should post a, I should post a picture of my daughter's face. Speaking oh, of that, thing. I know. everywhere we go, I forget she has it. She fell on the ice this week and has a big shiner, and 
everyone's looking at us funny when we're in places and I have to be like, Oh, Oh, she fell on ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor thing. Like, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're still, we're still thawing here in new England. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but where the, the sun feels warmer. So we've been hiking for longer, but then it gets cold at night. So all that melt creates treacherous conditions sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> My friend yeah. Jenny had to rescue me with a stick. Pull me. <laughs> Pull me to the side. I was stuck in the middle of a trail and I couldn't. This whole winter has been like like one of those videos where it's like people post on the internet of people like yes, trying to climb is. up hills in the ice. We were, we were laughing so hard because our kids were just running around and they, like they were having no issue with it and we literally could not. Yeah. We could not get across it. And I made the mistake of saying, how are they not falling? And that's when she fell. And then we couldn't get to her. Oh my gosh. We're like, we're coming. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, but (laughs) we're determined. We're still out there. That's the thing though. So you start to transition into spring and then you can get really excited about spring. And there's lots of good things that happen in the spring, but if you have time to kind of sit down and look at your days and kind of plan things out, and that's one of the, one of the questions we got is like, where do you even start with creating a rhythm? Because sometimes it just feels like winter has just been straight chaos because your kids are all cooped up inside. Right. Um, We like to start with the outside time. In spring. Um, part of that is because we are cooped up. Part of it is because my, my, one of my kiddos is struggling with big worries and things that help our worries is getting outside. So if you take that time in the morning, and I know sometimes it feels scary because you have math and all this other stuff you need to do. But if you go on a little adventure in the morning and just see what happens, everyone's in a happy, self-included, much happier mood when you come back to try to regroup and do stuff. That's so true. I think that, you know, a lot of the homeschooling advice out there is like, eat a frog first thing in the morning, like do whatever's hardest first thing in the morning. Um, And I think that probably works really well for some people. For us, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. No. And it just gets worse from there. Especially not lately. And if you start off with that, it's like a slippery slope and then everyone's crying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then you end up going for the hike anyway because you need to get out of the house. It's just better to just go in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And if you like... We found, my daughter found three owl pellets on a hike. Like, what are the chances to find one, wow. let alone three? One for each kid. Week. One for each kid. Did you guys dissect them? A little bit with a stick, but they're like, they're so spoiled by owl pellets as homeschoolers. <laughs> so they were like, ah, oh, there's another one. <laughs> That's another meme. Have you seen that one? I was one? like, this could be in the Guinness book, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's a picture of an owl and it's like looking down and it's like, look, Doris, they're dissecting our puke. <laughs> Or those homeschoolers are dissecting our puke or something. It actually has homeschooling yeah. in it. I'm like, that's so accurate. Like, you haven't homeschooled until you've welcomed a box of vomit. Like, <laughs> yay! Assembled the skeleton. The owl puke is here. I'm so happy. I'm so very happy. Um, I think it's also really good to start with the things that are working mm-hmm. and sort of go from there. So there are going to be certain things that you'll have realized like are kind of a disaster, but then other things where you'll go, okay, you know what works really well though, is if we all take a half hour after lunch to read or, or whatever is working. And then that's kind of a place to start with your rhythm. 
and looking at what your days look like, but also what your weeks look like and thinking of it from that perspective of, you know, if you have days where you're really, really going, making sure you're balancing those out with days when you're at home. And I think sometimes that's hard because like, what about, okay, usually every week we have Thursdays off, but this Thursday we have a field trip. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. it, It isn't always the same. No, which is the beauty of it too. Yeah, yeah. But so if you can build in like some margin and just kind of... Margin is so important. Yeah, and and margin, um, in case anybody's wondering like what that looks like with homeschooling, I I just, I feel like it's just wiggle room. It's just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just having time where, um, because my first impulse was always fill the schedule. Because I wanted to keep my kids busy because I didn't want them to get bored because when they got bored, things happened. Like, <laughs> I once heard um, Kim John Payne, the author of Simplicity Parenting, say that um, the step, okay, boredom leads to creativity, but the step between boredom and creativity, cre- <laughs> the step between boredom and creativity is sibling torture. And oh, it's so true. I think that's completely accurate. So I felt like if I pack their schedule full, they will not have time to torture one another. But I think really... Sibling torture or mom torture, if you've got the one that's like, what can I do? Right. <laughs> right. I'm My so husband got bored. me noise-canceling headphones for Christmas, and they are a beautiful thing if you need to go to happy place for a little bit of a minute. Like your, your bathtub? Close mm-hmm. the door? We'll have to link you to feel those like in the you are at too. a concert or, you know, talking with whoever's podcast you're listening to. It's magical. And they can, they know I can't hear them. So I'll just say like, I need a minute. <laughs> Did I tell you about Here the I thing go. with the noise canceling headphones that like my husband was trying to talk to our kids one day and they both had headphones on and they were like listening to stuff and they were walking around and he was like, nobody's listening to me. We're going to have to make hours of the day headphone free around here and he was getting all frustrated and I had literally like the night before ordered myself noise canceling headphones because I got a gift card for Christmas and I was like uh oh uh oh <laughs> so we have not yet instituted any specific hours as being <laughs> headphone free <laughs> in fact when I oh see them gosh. with their headphones on I'm like oh I'm gonna put mine on <laughs> And mine are Bluetooth, so they don't have a cord. Oh, mine are Bluetooth too. Although so they're giant, nice. they're are yours big. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're I look like yeah. a petulant teenager. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to like put a hoodie over my head and be like, I hate my parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so start with outside time. Start with what's already working. Add things slowly. Don't yes. try to like. Fix it all at We're once. We're doing this, guys. All yeah. of this. This is the new thing. Everybody, it's Monday. Because everybody thinks Mondays are magic, and they aren't. They're just mm-hmm. Mondays. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, if you do, like... Start slowly. Add one thing at a time. Like, okay, we're going to start an, an art class this term, or however you phrase it in your homeschool, or whatever. Okay, well then, art class is like the new thing for a little bit. Like, don't add art and soccer, and clown school, and (laughs) whatever, right? And be patient. Give it time. Mm -hmm. Give your kids time. I'm telling you, the minute that this feels like your natural rhythm, it's going to be summer. (laughs) 
Like that's just the way it Time works. Time to change again. And then you're going to be like, okay, now how do we add the pool to this? And how do we, you know, or whatever you do during the summer. Camps. You might have to add more inside time back in because it's 150 degrees and humid because you live in the South. I know homeschoolers that take like April and May and part of June off because they can get out and do things and have all these fun activities because in July they will all get heat stroke and pass out at the zoo or whatever. It's so So. important. You, You do you and not what everyone on social media is doing. Totally. Totally. And I also think it's important not to try to force rhythm. I think Gloria Estefan was right, and the rhythm is going to get you. Like, you cannot make the rhythm happen. You sort of have to, like... I love that you quoted a song, because I have rhythm as a dancer. <laughs> Do you remember that one? I swear, I could have, like, a soundtrack of my whole day. No matter what's <laughs> happening, there's a song playing in my head. And ever since we started this, I've had that. Yeah, um... You can tell that we were born around the same time because of our songs that get stuck in our head. But that's, that's what reminds me to not try to force a new rhythm because it, it just doesn't work. So I've told myself just to channel my inner Gloria Stefan and wait for the rhythm to get me, which means that, you know, you start adding things, but you don't, you don't come in like a drill sergeant and be like, starting today, we are doing this because it never they won't want to do it. Works. No, all you get is revolt and crying and dragging feet. things thrown at you. So instead, you add things slowly and be patient. And do I think it's also working. important, sorry, to look at the things that, like where you're having the most difficult times right now for us. Um, lately it's been first thing in the morning, which is why I've just decided to go hiking. Cause if we get a change of scenery first thing in the morning, it makes the rest of the day easier. So if you're, you know, if your struggle is right after lunch, figure out a way to put something fun there and, you know, just shake it up. Totally. And don't be afraid to change it because you aren't changing it for forever. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to make this blood oath that for the rest of your homeschooling years together, you guys are going to hike every morning. You can say right now, this is what we're going to do. And then you can change it again. But I just think it's nice to kind of think of it in terms of seasons. Cause then you're not constantly trying to reinvent the wheel. It's more like every three months you shift things a little <laughs> bit where they need to go. It's all very like flowy fluid. and fluid and just roll with it like a hippie in big giant pants and I don't know. And go watch the Tiny Chef show. Do we have anything oh else goodness. to add to this topic or are we good? <laughs> I think just don't overthink it. Yeah. Is the main thing. Because I think that's where we all get stuck as we start to overthink it. Right. Right. And we say we're looking for a rhythm, but what we really want is a schedule. And what right. we really want is like somebody to come and enforce the schedule. Like, and we want to have data that shows all the things we're progressing in, all the subjects. Yeah. And there's a way to creatively do that without. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, you have to remember in schools, they have schedules and they have bells because they need like 30 people to do the same thing at the same time. And we don't, we don't have to be that strict with it. Although for some people, having more structure is really important and is really valuable. I know you've talked about like your calendar, like having your kids see what you're doing 
has helped you a ton. Um, So, I mean, don't feel bad if you're somebody who needs, who cannot be the hippie in the flowing pants. It's okay. We love you. No, I have one kid that needs to know what we're doing every second of every day. Mm -hmm. And when we're doing the one thing, we have to say what we're doing. That's next thing. (laughs) It drives me a little crazy, but... Yeah. But that gets back to what you said. Some, do some what works for you. Schedule than others. Yeah. Yeah. So do what works for you. And happy spring, everybody. Happy spring. Go watch the tiny chef. Yeah. It's happening. Um, so we will have links to everything we talked about today, including the tiny chef. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny chef show. They're, they're either going to love it or they're going to hate it because it's a time suck. <laughs> We'll have links to The Tiny Chef, Handmaid's Tale, Bob Ross, and actual hopeful, helpful homeschool things. <laughs> this is what you get when we record later in the day. We're yep. just a little bit distractible. We're just a little loopy, but it's all right. It's going to be okay. Uh, when, when morning people record late. Right. Yeah. And now I have to go look at a bunch of cats because I promised my kid. So that's what I'm going to do next. I have to figure out what dinner is, and I don't think we have anything. <laughs> you know, I finally Happy tried. Friday, still for dinner. You know, grocery delivery. Everybody had been trying to tell me for so long to try grocery delivery. Well, I can do grocery delivery, but I did do grocery pickup. But they kept calling me. They called me three times, but it didn't show who they were. So I just ignored it because I'm afraid of using my phone as a phone. And... They were calling to tell me that there were like 12 things, including grape tomatoes and um, what was the other one that was really weird? Ground beef. They didn't have those apparently at this giant mega store. And so they were calling to tell me that they didn't have those and would I like them to substitute them. And instead, um, they just left them all out. So like we had... (laughs) So you had nothing. (laughs) Well, we had like one night we were going to have tacos, but we had no ground beef and no cheese. So... We had tortillas, eh, you know, and then the next night we were going to have salads, but we didn't have any lettuce. That's happened to us this week. I got all of the, I don't know what happened because I always get baby spinach. I got every single vegetable and extras of them because I was going to like prep the vegetables and have the snacks and all the things for Mm -hmm. all the hikes. No, no spinach, no lettuce, nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Lots of other vegetables. So I was like, you're going to have a salad of like chopped up. Carrots and pepper. <laughs> yeah, I got some glorious radishes. They were beautiful. Oh, yum, yum. Yeah, I don't know. So I just ate radishes that night. I'm the only one in my house that appreciates the radish. I had radishes and stroop waffles for dinner. Um, I want a stroop waffle. As soon as you posted that, Around the World Stories was posting stroop waffles. They're delicious. You can buy yeah. them at Target, at least at my Target. I was like, this is a sign from somewhere that I should get one because twice in an hour I've seen someone post about a waffle. You need to so go, I go, go. Someone's telling me that I need one. I think so. That was the universe conspiring. Um, I, I do want to ask because you just said you were prepping things for a hike and we've actually been asked that before, what we take on hikes with our kids. Do you have anything in particular that you always try to pack? It depends on when we're going. If we're just going in the morning, they I have them get like a bar, like a Z bar or something and a water Okay, it's not or a banana or a clementine or something because we're not going to be gone forever. If it's in the afternoon, sometimes I have them pack like their lunch. With, we have like these bento boxes and they'll pack a lunch with the water. Okay. But I, we, I, ha- I have them doing that now and it's been helpful. Okay. That's good because 
um, that's what I do too. We do, we do a snack usually. We don't do like a whole big thing. And everybody brings usually a bar, something like a kind bar, a Lara bar, um, mm-hmm. non, non-chocolate during the summer because they get all messy and melty. melty, but yeah, one of those and just water and that's what we do, but, um, keep it simple. And then they have their own backpack and they, you know, if they want to pack extra heavy mm-hmm. things, then they can do that. But I figure nobody's going to starve if we're gone for just a couple hours no. total. And sometimes they just don't even eat it until we're back in the car, but we have Which it. is why I prefer the bar in the morning because usually they don't. They want the idea of something, but they're not actually hungry for it. And then if it's a banana, then it just gets squashed. <laughs> right. And you smell it in your car later. Who everything. Ba- where is the banana? <laughs> the banana left overnight in a backpack can do a lot of damage. Um, yes, it can. But I do feel like we've now given at least one helpful tip in this podcast episode. <laughs> Pack a bar. <laughs> All right. Have them pack a bar. Have them pack a bar. That's even better. Then they and can drink choose another cup it. of coffee while they you're getting ready. Choose what they want and they will pack and the they one they want. And they can't complain about it because they packed it for themselves. Right. Yeah. So I do have them when they do their lunches, I do say I'm going to check it. So it can't just be like, you know, animal crackers. Just pretzels and Yeah, like <laughs> why am I so thirsty? <laughs> Because pretzels are what they give you at bars. There's bar again. At bars to make you more thirsty. <laughs> totally. I think that's why they were invented. I think in Germany yeah. it went, let's invent beer and then let's invent pretzels to make people want more beer. I'm not sure. <laughs> we need to call our friends at History Unboxed and get to the bottom of this. <laughs> All right. This has been an off-the-rails episode of the Homeschool Sisters podcast. You can get the show notes for everything, but not all the things because some of them are just odd, at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And have a great rest of your day, Kate. (laughs) You too, Kara. Okay. See you, sisters. We'll be normal next week again. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. Sister.